0: Welcome back to the Dating Pool on Sin Nation. You're here with me, your host. My name is Lisa. And you just heard Maribel and Young Franco with Girls Don't Cry, which is absolutely one of my favorite songs of the whole year. Maribel is a pop genius and icon. And if you haven't listened to her, you really should. Um, but that's not why we're here today, even though I'd love to like sit here and talk about pop music forever. Um, I have a guest with me. Her name is Jessie.
1: Hello.
0: And she's here to tell us all about her dating life. So introduce yourself. Tell us who you are. Well, uh, hi, babe.
1: I'm. My name's Jessie. Yeah. I'm 27. I am uh, currently in a Monogs Relay, Yeah. And yeah, I also have a disability. Yeah. Which is lots of fun things we can talk about yeah. today. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you're in a no. Let's let's backtrack. Let's backtrack. So you have a disability. Tell mm-hmm. me about that.
1: So I was born with a condition called proximal femoral focal disorder. Sexy. Yeah. So what that means is my, I was born with some bones missing from my leg. So um, my femur is barely there. Mm -hmm. And I was born with some bones missing from my hip as well. So I use a prosthesis to walk. I, I had a, I've had, Two surgeries on my leg. So I've had a rotation plasty, which um, rotated my foot around. Mm-hmm. So um, if you saw me without my prosthesis, I've one leg that's much shorter than the other one. And my rotated foot is used in my prosthesis as a, as like the knee joint. Yep. Um, and I also, because I have bones missing from my hip, I, um, I walk with a limp as
0: well. Yeah. Yeah. So has that – how has that impacted sort of the way that you go about dating? Because it's a lifelong – it's a lifelong yeah, thing yeah. that you've had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously I'm assuming that like you don't know life outside of
1: – No, exactly. It. It's something that I've always kind of um, – it's something I've always managed. And I think it's it has been difficult. I think it's easier now. I'm yeah. 27 and I think once you live as an adult, I don't know, you tend to like sift through the bullshit that you're kind of like taught when you're growing up. So I think especially in society we're kind of like taught that being – not being completely, you know, normal yep. um, is something that isn't desired and it's something that is, you know, like bad, as a sense. Mm-hmm. So I think growing up kind of like with those kind of ableist notions that kind of like society and people around you push on you, even if they're not... Um, if it, even if it's not something that is direct, you know, mm-hmm. it's indirect things that are just constantly being, you know, fed to us. Yeah. So I think growing up, even though I've had like an incredibly supportive family and, you know, social, you know, friends around me, it, it was really hard. Cause yeah. it's like, especially I'd never, I'd never really been around anyone else who had to wear a prosthesis and, you know, didn't really know how to kind of approach the dating um, world being a bit different. Yeah. And it was something growing up I just, like, didn't particularly – I was just like, nah, that's not something I can do. I didn't, like uh, – you know, I'd have crushes on people, but it's like, oh, I can't ask anyone out because it's not something really? I wouldn't be yeah, – Yeah, I wouldn't be desired by them or I would be rejected. Yeah. And I don't want to be rejected, so I just kind of need to keep in myself a bit more.
0: Yeah. And fear of rejection, I think, is something that like obviously everyone experiences. Oh but yeah. I, assu- I would assume that like when it comes to something like, you know, your leg, yeah, it's so much more profound and exactly. like always at the forefront of your brain. And because like family can, family can love you, yeah. But they, they're not like in love with you. you no. Know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And it's something that was never, like, really discussed. Yeah. You know, it's not like my mum sat me down one day and was like, you know, <laughs> you're a bit. You know, different in these ways, but that's yeah. okay. And like, have just like an upfront discussion about my emotions and stuff. Yeah. It was, and I, and I understand why, because it's like, you know, there isn't anything really different to me. I think it is all in my, I mean, there is obviously, but like, I think a lot of it is internal. Of course. And like, as I've gotten older and I've developed more confidence in myself, I've been able to date people, like, it's been much easier because I think a lot of that I was holding back. That was like my confidence and, you know, not feeling worthy Mm -hmm. to kind of put myself out there and being really scared of rejection and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How old were you when you first started dating? Oh gosh.
1: Uh, 18, I guess. So I never really dated anyone through high school. And once I turned 18, you know, I started going out more and drinking and stuff And in those situations, I found it very freeing in a sense, but I was like, oh, wow, like I can go to a bar or a club and I can make out with someone in the dark and I can kind of like hide this part of myself. I like I can pretend to be able bodied in a sense, but... You know, that's quite. It's not very good for my uh social image. Not a good habit to. Yeah, oh my god! And it was something to, that it's taken me a long time to kind of unlearn. Being like, you know, this part of myself is isn't a bad thing. Yeah. It's it's it it's a beautiful thing, even though I've been taught that, and everyone who you know. We're taught that things like this aren't beautiful or desirable. So it's taken me a while to be like, oh, wow, I, you know, I don't need to hide this part of myself.
0: Good girl. I know. How are you? <laughs> um, thank you so much. We're going to jump into another song right now. This is um, Charlie XX and Choice of with 1999. You are here with Lisa and Jessie uh, on the dating pool on Sin Nation. Unfortunately, Sin doesn't have the rights to podcast the music it plays on Sin Nation. I guess that just means you'll need to listen live for all the wonderful tracks. Tune in on your digital radio or stream it online at sin.org.au. Welcome back to The Dating Pool on Sin Nation. You are here with Lisa and you just heard Janelle Monae and Grimes with Pink, another one of the songs of the year. Um, I've got the beautiful Jessie here with me today to discuss all things about her dating life and exciting the world I know it is exciting no what's even more exciting is the fact that um you're living a lovely dream at the moment mm-hmm. or a nightmare depending on what end of the spectrum that you look at um Jessie is in a long distance relationship
1: I am at the moment yeah so I'm back I'm um, two weeks ago I got back from my last overseas trip uh so I was over in Europe for two months visiting my boyfriend and visiting some family that I have in Greece. So, um, yeah.
0: So did your boyfriend live in Greece?
1: No, he doesn't. So he is English. Um, I met him last, the start of last year in Latvia of all places. Oh. Yeah. Spicy. (laughs) Yeah, I (laughs) know. Um, it was funny. I was talking to my uh, when he came to Australia for the first time at the start of this year, I was telling him, like, oh, yeah, he's going to come to Australia. He's talking to my sister about it. And she's like, oh, so he's he's Latvian, isn't he? I'm like, no, he's English, but we randomly met in Riga um, on the one night we had overlapping. We are both at the same hostel. Um, yeah. So it's been, it's been, you know, we've had ups and downs, yeah. but I'd say from uh, – since the start of this year, it has been a lot easier since we, we've both been on the same page. Yeah. And I think for for me at least and for us when it comes to like long-distance relationships, like we have very good conversa- like communication um, and I've always like – and I guess that's something attract- that attracted to me – to him as well like we've always been able to have like really open conversations about everything that's what you need yeah and it's never felt um yeah exactly for a long distance relationship you kind of need to have that communication because it's like you things can change very easily and not being Able to see someone and spend one-on-one time with them in person mm-hmm. is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So
0: yeah. So how? So you met in Latvia, mm-hmm. and then. You were you traveling together after that, or were you apart? Like how did yeah. how did it go from like okay, so we're in this hostel in Latvia to now like you're my boyfriend and like I'm going back to London to see you and we're like super monogamous and super happy and like this is great.
1: I know. Oh mate, there's so many, so much <laughs> in between
0: that. Okay, give me like a condensed version. <laughs> condensed version. So I was
1: traveling last year in Europe for six months backpacking around, um, but like a large part of that I was in Greece with family. He was just on a ten day trip going through the, um, the Baltics from Estonia down through to Lithuania. And we met one night in one evening in, um, in Riga. And then after that, I was like, Oh, I really like this guy. What am I going to do? I'm like, I'm going to go to the UK. And then was just like to him, like, "Oh yeah, I'm like thinking about going to the UK. You know, I have friends there. Ever, like
0: run into you, like, oh, yeah. no big deal, no
1: big deal. Like keeping it very <laughs> casual." But at the time, I was like, "I need to see I him again." I have no interest
0: in the UK aside from no, this boy. So that's yeah. exactly
1: <laughs> right. Um, so then I, it was about a month later, I went off to the UK and met up with him. So he's from, oh, he lives in Cambridge. So um, I spent a week, a oh, long weekend there with him. Traveled around the. England for a bit then met up with him again um before I flew to Greece yep and then was in Greece for about a month and then met up with another one of my friends we went to Germany and um uh, Hungary for a bit and then I went back to the UK for a long weekend and then eventually I had to go back to Australia but during this time it was still very like non-exclusive it was all very complicated and um yeah, I was just like, I don't know what this guy's deal is. I'm just going to bugger. I'm just going to go back to Australia. Who cares? And then we just kept talking. I just thought it would not, nothing would happen. Yeah. I'd go back to Australia, time difference and stuff. Yeah. Nothing would happen. And we just, we would speak every day. Yeah. And then over Christmas time, he was like, you know what? I, I really want to commit to this. I want to come to Australia and visit you. And I want things to be exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. So at the moment we, so we speak every, when I wake up every morning and that's his evening. Yeah. And then the like last thing before I go to bed, we speak
0: as well. God bless.
1: I that's know. so sweet. And you just like
0: lit up completely. Like when you just like started talking about it, your little face. I'm so oh, like, oh my God, I it's do. so cute.
1: Um, yeah. And I think since the, since we kind of made that commitment to each other, it's been very, we've always had a trip to look forward to. So at that stage, he's like, yep, I'll book my tickets. He came to Australia in April, stayed for uh, around two weeks. And then as soon as he left, I was like, right, I got to book my tickets to Europe. It was a few days. And um, he, so I had, we had that, you know, there was a big four month gap until I could see him again. But
0: there's something to look forward to. Exactly.
1: So I was in England for about three weeks. I met friends and
0: family, which is oh, lovely. My he came
1: to Greece and met my extended oh family. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, gosh. And, um, yeah, and he, as soon as I came back to Australia, he was like, right, I need to book my next Australian trip. Yeah. So he's coming to Australia in February for three weeks. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And now we've, like, recently, before I left Europe, we started talking about kind of, like, long-term things. Like, okay, we, you know, talking about visas and all of that.
0: No, just, that was gonna be my next question. So, yeah. like, how do you, um, how do you, like, what's gonna happen going forward? Like, how do you maintain this? Um, I think we're taking
1: things kind of as they come, mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah, I think once he comes to Australia, like, looking into like what's going to be the, the the best option for us, whether he moves here or I move there. Yeah.
0: That something something in the will works. happen but we'll we'll take it as oh it comes. Oh my god, we'll find out when we come <laughs> back. This is um Hayley, Kiyoko and Kalani with what I need here oh, on Sin Nation. It's me. Welcome back to the dating pool here on Sin Nation. You just heard Normani and Calvin Harris with Checklist. It dropped a couple weeks ago and is, um, yeah, Song of the Summer for Australia. I'm calling it now. Sorry, America, summer's already finished. Too bad, you miss out. Um, I'm here with Jessie and she's telling me about her delicious long-distance relationship uh, with her man. Um, and what I want to know is mm-hmm. how do you maintain the spark being so far away? Yeah. So... um, You know, there's been, I've been reading up a lot about, um, is there an expiration date on the spark? Is there da 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 da? And that's just in like relationships where people live around the corner or maybe even live together. Yeah. This is across the whole world. Yeah. How do you do it? Um,
1: I don't know. I think being in like, we communicate a lot, which helps. Skyping also helps having that face to face interaction. Um... And also like little fun things we do, like having like listening to albums at the same time and like discussing them or talking about like exciting things that are going to happen when we next see each other, Um, you know, flirting a lot. That also helps.
0: That's so cute. Um,
1: Yeah, I think, and being really creative and, and open about our feelings. Like if I'm not – if I'm feeling really distant with yeah. him or I'm feeling insecure because, I don't know, because the distance is kind of getting to me, yeah. Um, being really open about that, you know.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. And so obviously you find that like the positives of this relationship out, like outweigh the negatives. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, for
1: sure. He's a very special person. Yeah. I've never met anyone like him. He's very special. So it's exciting – it's something I can't let go of, I don't think. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Oh,
0: my goodness. That's so beautiful. That's exactly why we're here on The Dating Pool, <laughs> to, like, share these beautiful stories of love. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming in today, Jesse. That's okay. It has been incredible. We've learned a lot. Um, catch us here same time, same place next week. Um, in the meantime, you can find us on Facebook at Sin Dating Pool. Um, you can use the hashtag Sin Dating Pool on Twitter. Um, we don't have a Twitter account because, I mean, I only set up one account at a time, really. I don't, I've got a life to get to. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this is my life now. Um, yeah, we'll catch you same time, uh, same place next week. See ya. You've been listening to a Sin Media podcast, previously heard live on Sin Nation.